I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney, for NPR Illinois Community Voices, and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host, Craig, and we're joined today by a very special guest that I'll get to very soon. But first, I wanted to go to my co-host, Mr. Brett Rutherford. Hello. <laughs> and Vanessa Ferguson. How are you guys today? We're doing great, Craig. How are you? Yes. Doing wonderful because uh, we get to interview and discuss and talk Halloween with one of my favorite podcasters. Disney podcasts, there's, there's so many of them out there. There's so many fun Disney podcasts out there. But if you really want to uh, listen to a great, high-quality podcast about everything that we love, I strongly suggest that you listen to the Imagineer podcast. And Matthew Kroll is joining us today from the Imagineer podcast. How are you doing today? Doing great, Craig. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I'm glad you uh, reached out to ask to, uh, if I could be a guest. It's great to be yes. here. Yes. And so, you know, I came to your podcast. Actually, it was around uh, the time that things were starting to shut down from COVID. And you were doing something that I thought was just brilliant. What you were doing is, in addition to your normal episodes, you were also posting a lot of the ride audio that you had taken. And I think you had taken that personally, correct? The, the ride yes, audio? All of it personally. Wonderful. And so you were able to get this great audio experience of listening to the different rides and attractions, the pre-shows that we love, even some of the crowd noises. And so in that time when Disney was first shut down and we were looking for things to keep us connected to the parks, this was fantastic. But I will also say they all still exist in your feed. So anyone that's listening to this, uh, Matthew's going to mention how to go about talking and, and getting uh, into his podcast feed. But uh, I would strongly suggest that you check these out. Brett, did you have something? No, I mean, yes. Uh, yes, <laughs> I listened to, no, I listened to the Rise of the Resistance today with, uh, yeah, with the ride through and there was a big smile on my face because I am needing some Disney right now. And that was the next best thing. So <laughs> thank you. So <laughs> I but also you, you come to us with uh, great episodes and great content, great interviews, particularly with Imagineers, but you can see that your love for Disney is just something that's important to you. And this is all, we were just talking beforehand that podcasts can be a labor of love sometimes. And you certainly have a lot of love in this podcast. Can you tell us how you developed and decided to start Imagine Your Podcast? Yes, I always need a creative outlet. And that was part of the inspiration was I found myself with a need for a creative outlet. But I had been toying with the idea for probably a decade um, since I started listening to other Disney podcasts out there. And for a long time, you mentioned before there's so many Disney podcasts. And I always thought of myself as, you know, how am I going to compete with all these big podcasters in the Disney space? And when a light bulb kind of switched that I'm not, I don't need to do this to compete with Disney podcasters. I just need to do this to have fun. It's something that I wanted to do. So I said, you know what? I'll just go for it. I, I don't care if two people listen. If I make two friends out of this, that's going to be fantastic. 
And so I thought I could offer something a little unique in having not just the lifelong passion for Disney and have like a lot of Disney fans having grown up learning about the parks and you know, really researching as much as I could and experiencing uh, the parks as well, of course. I had the cast member experience too. So I thought if I could merge those two and create almost an unofficial Disney podcast as told by a former cast member that it could be fun and special and I haven't stopped <laughs> since. So it's just been a lot of fun to do. And you uh, mentioned you're a former cast member. Can you tell us about your experience working for Walt Disney World? I can. So I worked there in 2007. This was pre-Magic Bands. <laughs> with paper fast passes at Kilimanjaro Safaris at Disney's Animal Kingdom. I stayed seasonal with the company for a couple of years after I finished on the Disney College program. Then moved into a campus representative role, trying to convince others to do the Disney College program back at my college campus, and that was a volunteer role. He still got, you know, still worked at the company and got some perks associated with it, but it was all just volunteer work. And then returned to the company when I went to go get my master's degree. I did an internship with Disney Vacation Club on their marketing team. And I think that was my, my formal, like, fin my formal conclusion with Disney, although I consider myself to be like an unofficial cast member. Disney doesn't pay me, but I feel like almost a mini spokesperson for Disney sometimes. <laughs> now, Brett, I, I had a question for you with this. You were a cast member on the entertainment side. Yeah, um, so and... I don't talk about it a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> we keep the magic alive and all those secrets. But yeah, it is, it is, um, there is a special sort of camaraderie between cast members. Um, and I'm experiencing that right now because uh, right now the cast members are going through a downsizing and, um, but um, yeah, so, but we're still very close and we're still very close on Facebook and uh, we're sending uh, support to one another. So, you know, once a cast member, always a cast member, you know, so. <laughs> Very Absolutely. True. And here I was trying to pitch you two against each other, saying that there's there's some of these attractions <laughs> that are so forward-facing, like Kilimanjaro Safaris, it almost <laughs> feels like an acting job. It almost feels like well, an sir. entertainment job. Oh, correct? sure. Or, well, or, or, it, like that wrong? and Rise of the Resistance. I mean, when I was listening today, I'm like going, this is full-on improv. It is so, so good. And it's, it is so intense. See, my, my co my co-hosts haven't had the opportunity to go on Rise of the Resistance yet, so, but they will enjoy it. I, well, and Vanessa even will. Well, um, in, in the podcast, it mentioned the motion sickness. I'm really sort of diverging here a little bit. And nope. Vanessa is our motion sickness yes. representative here. I wasn't, so. I'm not thrilled that you get sick, but I was a little thrilled that I had like someone who understood like no spitting. Yeah. <laughs> I totally, totally get it. And uh, so. Rise of the Resistance is not a problem there's okay. a couple Just of one couple of, couple of little spots couple of little spots but that's that's it if you can get through those and there's and i have tips and techniques that i can talk to you about for those, oh, yeah. for those particular two that's moments good. but it's it's easy it's very easy 
And I think have you hadn't ridden the Who Framed Roger Rabbit ride? Is that correct? That's right. <laughs> and Brett, we rode that one, right, Brett? I we think, did. I, see, and I don't quite remember because I was nervous about the spinning as well, and so I think I just was like holding my breath the whole time. <laughs> but I, I made it through. Like I'm here. I survived. So it's it's and, not as bad as I, I as I thought it would be. And that was after. And that was after. Not oh, that after Tower of that. That Galaxy's Edge. Mission yeah. no. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no mission. mission what is it? No. Where they dropped Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy Mission Breakout. There, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, that was terrible. Guardians Don't of the Galaxy. Do not do that. She I was, was in fetal. a fetal position. It was fetal. It yeah. was oh, awful. Oh, I knew. I, 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 I let really my did. friends and family go on that. I said, have fun. <laughs> I'm just going to explore. Um, That's smart. I, I, <laughs> I've come to the the just realization that especially as I get older, there are attractions I'm just not to be able to do anymore. And if my right. def, my my term for def, defining it is I've survived the attraction, or I'm going to try to survive it, I just decided I'm no longer going to do it. Um, right. So instead, I treat myself by having some solo time to just walk around the parks, explore the details, grab a snack while everybody else is on the ride. And uh, just to get to take in the ambience. So I, I use it as an excuse to treat myself rather than feeling almost like I'm missing out, um, that I'm getting something that they're not while I'm See? waiting outside. Yeah. You've worked that out quite well. I caved to peer pressure. So I'm, I'm next. You didn't I'm gonna know what you were getting into. And I'm like, your, oh, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, you are a liar, Brett. So I'm going to no. follow Matthew's wisdom. I did not from now know on. what a wimp you were. Sorry. Shh. I mean, I, we were, <laughs> we're not going to be judgy on this episode. So let's continue, shall we? Okay. Sure. Craig, help so us. You mentioned we call it banter. Uh, that we aren't competitive uh, as far as other Disney podcasts. And it's really just about sharing your love for Disney. So that's what's great about this is that our listeners right now could download a, a few of your episodes and check them out. So my question to you, you've had such brilliant and amazing guests. Uh, but also you do such great episodes that are diving into a particular attraction. Uh, comes to mind the Haunted Mansion episode that you did and things like that. Um, if you could suggest maybe a couple of episodes for our listeners to check out to kind of experience your show or things that you're proud of, maybe one that's an interview and one that's a non-interview, uh, what would you suggest people check out? The interview ones are really tough. Um, to, to pick one, but I will, I will narrow down to one. I'll start with the easy one, the attraction episode that most people are, that I get the most positive feedback about, I should say, is the Haunted Mansion. I feel like that one, like you mentioned, that one is probably the best one to start with, which is episode 54. And then for an interview, I'll say Bob Gurr was pretty special. So maybe I'll recommend that one. That was episode 67. Um, it's always amazing to get to chat with an original Imagineer. There's not many left. And uh, hi, uh, a fun behind the scenes story. I coordinated all of that with his manager. Mm -hmm. And I left my cell number. I said, just in case he has any trouble, he can call my cell. About an hour before our scheduled time, I got a phone call from a Los Angeles number, but I get so many spam calls during the day. I say, if it's important, I'll, it'll go to voicemail. Sure enough, I get a voicemail and it's, hey, Matt, this is Bob Gurr. I just wanted to make sure I had the right, uh, <laughs> the right link for, for, for an hour from now. I know we're scheduled. And so then 
I got to chat with him over the phone because of course I called him back for like 10 minutes and he's like, all right, I'm going to go eat lunch and then we'll come back and I'll, I'll hop into the meeting. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's so funny when things like that happen. So, um, and, and I agree with you. It's so hard. It's like, it's like picking children, right? The, uh, the interviews that you get, you're so appreciative of their time and you really love that. And you had some amazing interviews. I highly suggest you check out more than one, but we had a similar situation with Floyd Norman. He was running a little bit behind. And so we had the zoom window going and we we're ready to record. And we just decided, you know, maybe this, uh, we need to reschedule. So we went ahead and um, sent that to uh, the, his uh, contact. And then all of a sudden, about an hour later, uh, I get a phone call. And, and on the other end, he just goes, hi, this is Floyd Norman. I'm really sorry <laughs> that I was running a bit behind. And I wanted to see if you could still chat tonight. And <laughs> so immediately, I, I think Brett had turned off. I think Brett had become I'd dead to, to the bed, world. No. <laughs> so I, I, I'm trying to send like carrier pigeon, whatever way I can get Brett to respond <laughs> to me that's saying, hey, we need to talk to him now. Yeah. So it's such, it's so fun to have those experiences and those memories. And, and that's just great. Um, any questions that anybody else had for Matthew prior to us jumping into our topic for this evening? I just have one. I'm, your, your podcasts have such a great production values. So it's something, that, it, it's something that you just must really enjoy. And we don't want, to, well, maybe some of us don't really want to geek out and really enjoy all of that. So maybe we'll talk later. But how <laughs> um, is that part of your creative process too, is the actual production and choosing music and, and everything. It's just so excellent. I'm making, I'm making my way through your podcast. So I have quite a journey ahead. So I'm very much looking forward to it. Thank you. Uh, it's part of the creative process. I usually think ahead of time of what I want for music. Um, and I created a formula very much in the beginning that I have not moved away from because, again, people have said that they like the way that it's produced. So I said, okay, I'll just leave it the way it is, try to increase the quality but or improve the quality. But uh, yeah, I, I'm always thinking about the right music to pick. Um, and it's very much a process of me putting myself into the the ambience of that particular episode and thinking about what the right tone is. Um, so, yeah, it's a, Success. It's a fun, fun little fun little process to put every episode oh, together. Cool. Yeah, that's good. And I have a question as well. So I read online that you like running. And I think I read that you did some Run Disney events. Hopefully I read that correctly. Now, Craig is dying to do some Run Disney events, but we do not support him because Brett and I do not run. So, <laughs> well, we support Craig, him emotionally. No, I do not. No, um, I do not. No, no, no. I'm not doing that. But could you maybe tell Craig what it's like to do some Run Disney events and, and what that's like? Yes. I. So I'll say this. Um, I like to run. I am not a marathon runner. So when I talk to actual marathon runners, it, it it's totally like expert level versus I'm amateur, like moderate at best when it comes to running. I'm a leisure runner more than a competitive runner. I think that's the best way to put it. So I've only done one event, which is the Princess Half Marathon Weekend. The 5K in particular, I think everybody should do once. And whether it's the whether it's the Princess Marathon Weekend, Half Marathon Weekend, the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, 
well, probably wine and dine. I haven't done that one, but I feel like that would be the best one to do. Um, the 5K is the most family-friendly, um, easygoing event that a run event that you will ever do. And I've done, I, I'm really good at doing 5Ks. Like this was my favorite 5K. Just the, the hardest part is waking up. Once you're up and, you know, you get a cup of coffee at 4 a.m., um, or whatever you need to wake yourself up. They do such a great job of energizing you in the morning. I mean, you arrive at Epcot's parking lot at 4 or 4.30 in the morning. They've got a DJ playing music. All the all these Disney fans are gathered together in costume, ready to go. You're just like one big family ready to go. Every single corral gets fireworks. So even oh. if you're an hour into it. Oh my gosh. Even if you're an hour into oh. it. Fireworks set off when you start your run. Wow. Like everybody wow. gets that. And the part the part that to me made me feel like um, anybody can do this is they have a pre-show that starts about 30 minutes before or an hour before the event starts when you're in the corrals. It's just for all the runners and those watching from the, uh, you know, the race, the race family and friends that are not running. And they interview people in the audience it's so much fun it's done like a real like live sports broadcast it's such but in a much more like disney friendly fun kind of way really well done they interview kids they interviewed like for the 5k they were interviewing kids they were interviewing these adults who were like 70 75 years old who were doing the 5k and one person that they interviewed had knee surgery two weeks before was still doing it Um, and it's you can literally and we decided to do this because we felt more like an experience again not a competitive runner a leisure runner we walked the whole thing because you just there's no time limit for the 5k you could literally take all day if you wanted to and they have exclusive music they have all the show lighting on because it's still dark outside when you're when you're walking around they have exclusive characters out that you won't get to meet like elvis stitch like all this crazy stuff, um, so much fun. So absolutely worth doing the 5K once. And I think you'll be hooked on it. Well, well there you go. We can do that. And you, yeah, we can these, do oh, that. Yeah. They, they pick on me a bit because uh, I have been running quite a bit since, uh, especially since the pandemic started, really. Um, yeah. I've lost about 50 pounds in the last six months. Wow. And Congrats. it's been, it's been like, you know, every, it seems like every time we message each other, I'm like, oh, I'm out for a run. So out for a run. I'm like, oh, I'm Craig. I'm healthy. <laughs> no, but it's good. We're happy it's for good. you. We We're just happy. like to razz you a little bit. Yeah, that is perfect. Now, uh, Matthew, there's a lot of ways to listen to the show. And of course, people can find it in their podcast app of choice by just searching for Imagine Your Podcast. You also have a really cool Patreon. And I know this is um, the the last uh, bit of question before we jump into our topic. But yeah. uh, can you talk about sort of other ways you can get involved in the show? Uh, I know you're doing some watch parties, which is really cool. Patreon, I'm trying my best to get give the best value i possibly can like i think that literally anybody who gives any financial contribution to the show a share is the most important thing or just like talking about it or listening to the show those are the most important things but someone who's literally willing to reach into their pocket to help pay for the show deserves some extra magic so literally just one dollar a month is all you need for membership in of course those who pay more contribute more get more benefits but 
the $1 a month tier already gets you access to like the exclusive community. And that I'm always doing at least once a month, some virtual event for Patreon members. And because it's Halloween and because we're all stuck at home, I realized that um, I was thinking like creatively about what we could do different. There's no in-person events right now. So um, I started this idea of, I pulled my, my uh, listeners and a hundred percent of people who responded said they have Disney plus surprise, surprise. So I said, <laughs> well, let's do Disney plus watch parties. And while Disney plus just did formally introduce the idea of a watch party, it's limited to seven. So I still have to do it this roundabout way which is we all within our exclusive Facebook group hit play at the exact same moment on our devices. We live chat in the post as we watch whatever movie we watched the Howard documentary on Disney plus last month, we did watch Mulan and this month we're watching Hocus Pocus nightmare before Christmas um, haunted mansion, Halloween town and Coco. Um, plus for those who contribute more, my higher, my higher contributors, my higher rolling contributors, we're having a virtual costume party. Um, and then there's like, there's a whole bunch of other perks I, I put in there. You know, members get early access to podcast episodes, access to podcast production notes that I put together for every episode. Um, bonus episodes I do just for them. Like I try to make it a really fun, highly valuable community for them. And uh, I'm always looking to add more. So that's the most unique, different way you can engage with the Imagineer podcast outside just listening to the show and following on social media. That's, That's awesome. wonderful. Yeah, you do. You do such a great job. And even if you uh, just want to check out more, you also have a group on social media, the imagination as well. Uh, so check that out and join that and listen to Matthew's podcast. Uh, because if you can't tell by, uh, by now, he's so <laughs> great at what he does. Uh, and we love that he's here because now we're going to talk about Halloween at Disney. And so I wanted to come to this episode and I wanted to think about, um, I, I start to kind of get that feeling. It's right about the time that Disney starts putting up those decorations that Halloween really begins for me. So normally that's like August 1st, right? Uh, <laughs> this year was a little bit more delayed. They started around September 15th, but it puts me into the fall spirit and into the Halloween spirit. I would argue, and I don't know your opinions on this, uh, all of you, but I would say that there is no better time of year to be a Disney fan than to be a Disney fan at Halloween. There is so much going on in the fall and I love going to the parks at that time of year. I enjoy just being enveloped in what is Halloween uh, at Disney or Disney during Halloween. And so that's why I decided we are going to do a round table. We're going to talk about some ways that we get into the Halloween spirit through Disney. And we'll take some turns and talk about the different uh, ideas that we all have. And this can be as abstract as you would like it to be. So it could be things like movies or music or the parks or whatever it is that puts you in the Halloween spirit uh, and is associated with Disney. So we will let Matthew go first and lead us off in our opening round. So Matthew, what is your thought? What puts you in the Halloween spirit? I love these lists and I generally start as a slow roll into these, but I think I'm actually going to start with one of my best ones to start um, just because my list was shorter than normal. <laughs> so I don't want anybody stealing my good ones. Um, 
but I will make it specific. I'll make it specific so there's a little bit of wiggle room. Um, for me, it is being around the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, I, you know, talked about this before. I get motion sickness pretty easily on attractions, so Tower of Terror is one of them, so I will typically not ride Tower of Terror. I will with my family because I do love the imagineering behind it and the environment and the ambience of it i will wait in line with them and then when it comes time to board the elevator we'll just say i'm not riding and they send me to a real elevator <laughs> to go <laughs> it's a really weird experience if you've ever chickened out on tower of terror um they literally take you into the middle of the four elevators, there's one elevator that just goes from the second floor down to the first floor. And it's for cast members or, you know, wheelchair, uh, bring wheelchairs back down to the exit, whatever it might be. And when the doors open, it's so dark in that boiler room, but it's a real, almost like hospital elevator. So there's Ooh. these bright lights and you have all these people staring at you in one bellhop, but the door is closing. <laughs> it's the strangest thing. Um, anyway, so I love walk, like just the environment of walking through Tower of Terror, listening to that music. I did do an episode on Tower of Terror because of how amazing it is. Um, or even just sitting outside and watching guests as the doors open and hearing them scream and just have an amazing time. That to me always puts me in the Halloween spirit. And because it does take place Halloween night of 1939, if you pay close attention, to the exit, most people come out the exit, but if you go into the exit, into the gift shop, all of the wall displays or glass displays are Halloween themed because it is a Halloween based attraction. So wow. to me, that is like the, one of the best ways to get into the spirit, even if it's not Halloween, is to go to a Tower of Terror. You know, I think my, my wife, uh, more than anyone, will appreciate this because she uh, does not ride the attraction when she gets up there. But uh, it one time when we went through the line, because she loves the theming, I mean, it's just so cool. And even to see all of the bits and pieces of like the book for To Serve Man yep. um, and to see uh, Burgess Meredith's glasses and just all of these little Easter eggs throughout the entire attraction queue. It's so brilliant. Um, but she did, uh, she never rides the ride. And so she always goes down that elevator. And the cast member one time just turned to her and very seriously said, if anyone asks you if you rode the Tower of Terror, tell, tell them you rode the elevator at the Tower of Terror. And that's all you have to say. Uh, and then they will just assume that that is exactly what, uh, what it means. So uh, any thoughts on the Tower of Terror from Brett or Vanessa? I just I think it's it. so cool that you know those details. And that's one thing I loved about listening to your podcast was you kept mentioning all these things that I've never noticed before. And I'm just like, oh, that's cool. Oh, I never saw like, so now when I go back, that's one thing I'm looking forward to doing is like trying to find those things because it's just so neat. Now, I wasn't going to go second. However, I do, uh, I think I'm going to pull uh, my host card here and go <laughs> second because it does, uh, it, it, it really goes nicely with what Matthew just said. And that's actually my favorite, everybody, and I know it's going to come up later, so I'm not taking it now, but the big one, Hocus Pocus, I imagine sometime that will come up in this conversation. But 
that's not necessarily the first movie I turn on every Halloween season. I turn on Tower of Terror because to me, it is such a great film. I loved growing up on Are You Afraid of the Dark and growing up on Goosebumps and all of those. And this is just such a great, uh, it was a made for TV movie for Wonderful World of Disney and stars uh, Steve Gutenberg and Kirsten Dunst. Unfortunately, I, I don't know why, but it's not on Disney Plus. So I don't know. I know. It, it, it could be a licensing issue, I guess, but it was made for ABC and for Wonderful World of Disney. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on there, but it is such a fun movie. And actually, um, I guess we have a bit of an announcement that later on this month, we will be interviewing uh, the writer director of Tower of Terror, DJ McHale, who also created Are You Afraid of the Dark as well. So we're excited to uh, get to jump into that. But I just had to, to that will be my first pick. Uh, I won't uh, steal another pick. But that movie, I love it because they didn't have actually the license to use Twilight Zone in the film. Um, so it's not a Twilight Zone uh, feature film, but what it does is it still blends the story that Matthew was saying about the Halloween night uh, in 1939 in kind of a really fun way. And it's not scary it, because it is made uh, really for children and kind of in that vein of Are You Afraid of the Dark? There's a little bit of jump scares here and there, but nothing too serious. And so it's fun because that's the kind of Halloween film that I love. I'm not super into the horror movies and all of that, but Tower of Terror really just, it's perfect in my mind. So uh, love that film. I'm the same way, Craig. I don't like horror, like, the traditional scary movies. I like the spooky, slight horror-themed films. Um, and Tower of Terror is one of my favorites. I, we need to start a petition between, you know, between to get podcast it on Disney and Plus. ours. Yeah. We need to get it on Disney Plus by next Halloween. Uh, and so I know that these two actually haven't had the pleasure of seeing it yet. They just received the DVD in the mail. So you'll have to listen in on our interview later on this month. And uh, you'll find out what Brett and Vanessa think of the film. But we'll let Vanessa go next. Yes. You know how I love to get mine in before anyone else can steal them. So uh, mine's uh, for this time of year. So I work in a theater and uh, in, in the box office, um, the staff knows that this time of year is when we will listen to the Boo To You parade music on repeat. They don't like it because they've heard it so many times. I mean, they like the song, but once is enough for them. But that's not, they're not going to hear it just once this time of year. They're going to hear it many, many times. I ask them what's wrong. I'm like, come on, guys. It, it's not, it's really not so scary. It's really not so scary. It's really not so scary. And they just get sick of it. But it's such a great song. And there's like little fun characters and the villains come at the end. And to me, that is my go-to. I'm like, it's Halloween. Press play. This is the music we're listening to, to soundtrack this time of year. So that's, that's my pick. That's a great Do you have pick. a particular float that you enjoy? Oh, uh, Or is it the whole... I love the, the I love the chicken and uh, because what is uh, I can't even think of what she she Our does clock. but yeah she's like clucking the music and I whenever I take my mom to the Halloween party I look at her and I'm like it's the chicken, it's the chicken. <laughs> she's like Vanessa there's something wrong with you and I'm like that's the chicken so yeah I love that flow it's one of my but really all of them are so great but the music is what as soon as you hear that boo 
to you like I, I'm just like oh here it's, it's coming it's coming <laughs> here they come Mickey's coming so I just love that song it's so great and I highly recommend to anyone who wants to get you know a little Mickey spooky music on I just knew that you were going to, I just knew you were going to say the chicken. Uh, you know, most people <laughs> I think you? would say the grave diggers, the, the, oh, uh, I like yes, them too, the but mansion. the chicken. <laughs> but I just knew for a fact that you were going to say the chicken she, for sure. I think she goes, she's like, bok, bok, bok. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I love her so much. You're a great Clara Cluck, Vanessa. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, any thoughts, uh, Matthew, uh, about the Boutique Parade? I, I love the Boots You Parade. Um, it is definitely, that song is definitely an earworm. It'll be, I think, stuck in your head for a decade after you listen to it once. Um, but the grave, Graveyard Diggers are definitely my, my favorite part of that show. It's just so cool that they, how like the sparks fly up. But Brett, did you have something? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So this is a story. So as a former cast member, I was at Walt Disney World on a vacation as a non-cast member, but as a guest. And I had dinner with a friend of mine who was a staging assistant and actually was there the moment they discovered that the, uh, that the shovels created sparks. Can you imagine? It's so cool. That because awesome. that's such a, anyway, such I'll just say Mary. Part. It's M-E-R-Y-I. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, can you imagine? I'm like going, so that was, she was there. It was in a rehearsal and they all did that. And I'm, I'm sure that probably that there were uh, Disney fire marshal people there, you know, <laughs> checking to see, you know, well, if this is on Main Street, you know, is it going to be? <laughs> Is there going to be, yeah. how many sparks are there going to be? Put them out. Yeah, so. exactly. But yeah, it is so really iconic. That is a cool, that was a cool thing. So shout out to Mary. So sorry, Mr. Brett, last name. You get to uh, also close us out in our wow, first round. Wow. Okay. First round. Hmm. Well, um, nightmare before Christmas, naps. Okay. So yes, night before Nightmare Before Christmas Naps. Now, I know, what is that? I don't get it. I don't get it. Because, okay, so the movie came out in 1993. I don't know why I didn't see it in the theaters. I mean, the artistry is amazing. It's a Tim Burton film. The cast is amazing. You know, it's stop motion animation at its finest. But... Whenever I watch it, you know, I don't know. I think I even bought it, you know, so I could watch it and I inevitably fall asleep. And I don't really? know why. I don't know why, because that's not usually, you know, and even, and I'm a big fan of the Haunted Mansion holiday at Disneyland. And so I'm like going, this time I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it through. So everything I see in Haunted Mansion holiday makes sense. You know, I mean, I, I enjoyed Haunted Mansion Holiday and then went back to watch Nightmare Before Christmas and still slept. But anyway, it does put me into the holiday mood. And it also my, keeps me well rested. My son watched it the other day and it's only an hour and 11 minutes long. Uh, Brett, really? So it's not like it's a very long <laughs> I, I do, nap. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll do it maybe? on a well-caffeinated day. Maybe <laughs> his go. brain like turns off once it gets to the Christmas scenes. And he's like, no, his brain's like, nope, not Halloween. It's that's Christmas. I think and that's it. So that's you know, I think that's when I get to the trees and I see all the different holidays and then I wake up and, um, and it's over. So I don't the, get it. Do you have I don't a, get it. 
do you have a particular uh, side on the Halloween movie versus Christmas movie debate on that, Matthew? Do you do you come down on either side hard on that on Nightmare Before Christmas? No, I think it's both. <laughs> like it, it, you start it at Halloween, you finish it at Christmas. You can watch it that whole period of time. It just extends the season. So no, I think it's very much a blend. It is a Halloween and a Christmas movie. Completely have you seen agree. The the Haunted Mansion Holiday at Disneyland. I love Wanna Mention Holiday. That oh, was yeah. actually one of the things I had on my list that I'm not gonna cross Oops. out. You can still no no no. That was kind of the rules because they're you know, I mean everyone's gonna say not so scary Halloween party, but what specifically about that? So you can leave yeah. that we can we can leave that to you to go to if you'd like to. I, I might I might come back to it. I kinda wanna see where my mind goes because I always okay. if I if there if I have to narrow it down to four, I'll give you I'll come up with ten just to make sure I have all my options. Um, but I actually want to jump off of Vanessa's, not so much the Boutou Parade. I think it's technically part of the Boutou Parade, but I'm going to pretend it's not. Um, the Headless Horseman that appears before the Boutou Parade. I first... Crossing it off. <laughs> <laughs> that to me is... That, like when you actually think about the formal parade when the music starts, the the graveyard, you know, the grave diggers are my favorite part. But if you include the headless horseman before, that is my favorite part. And I'll never forget the first time I saw or participated in or was you know attended the the Halloween party was as a cast member because as a kid in the Northeast, I couldn't exactly like my parents didn't take me out of school to go down to Disney for a weekend, so. I never saw it until I worked there during the fall. And then I went to the cast preview and they put us all on Main Street for the you know cast rehearsal with guests or guests of uh, the Halloween of the Mickey's Boutou parade. And I didn't know about the Headless Horseman. And then the Headless Horseman comes down like that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and uh, to know that, of course, the Headless Horseman doesn't have a head, so he can't obviously see where he's going he doesn't have eyes to know that the horse is the one that knows exactly where to go makes it even more impressive um but the music that they have in the background is so chilling when you combine it with the lighting that they have watching it on main streets the best but even frontier alliance fun um yeah like that i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it now it is yeah one of the one of the cool experiences at disney I totally agree. It is it is awesome and it's it sets the tone that it is spooky. Yes. You know? Um that there's lighthearted bits about the the party, but that part in itself can be quite spooky. So I I hundred percent agree with that one. It's so cool because of the ambiance that comes a, a around with that as well. And so uh, that's actually was on, on my list. Uh, one of them was the decorations, particularly on Main Street, because Main Street has some of the coolest, uh, the pumpkin reefs and the, the Mickey pumpkins and the um, everything that is just adorned up and down main street all of the halloween and the fall colors and by the flag post it like it just puts you in such a wonderful 
wonderful place uh, to celebrate Halloween. And I think that that's cool because a lot of the things that we've talked about are exclusive to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, but these decorations are up all the time. And so even the daytime guests uh, get to experience those. And of course, this year they, they've kind of, it, everything's changed this year, right? But they're sort of taking bits and pieces of Booty Parade and the, the cavalcades that are coming in and some of the daytime guests get those elements even though they're not paying for the party. I almost kind of hope that that is something that sticks around, uh, that maybe they could keep and maybe they're not going to be able to, but these cavalcades are so neat and you get to see um, them. And so I guess I'm, I'm sort of cheating here and sort of picking two things uh, because the, the videos that I've seen of the cavalcades for Halloween this year, to me, amplify even more the decorations that you see on Main Street and those um, this gives you into the Halloween spirit, particularly Jack and Sally, and you get to see Oogie Boogie and Zero there. Um, and then I think all of the Winnie the Pooh characters are on the trolley, which is fun to incorporate a vehicle, ride a vehicle for Main Street, and then also our Winnie the Pooh characters wearing Halloween costumes. So much of that is just neat. It puts you in this perfect space of ambiance. Um, I love Main Street. And how many pictures of the Mickey wreath do you have? Because every time so I go, I, I'm like, oh, I got to get a picture. I, I mean, I have, they don't change. I have the same picture like 10 times from different years. But it's just so iconic that you're just like, oh, I love it. I love it. And yeah, I'm with you. The, the decorations really get me excited. Yeah. Brett, did Definitely you have anything on the decorations or on the Headless Horseman? I love them both. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Vanessa, I think you're up. Okay, so this this is kind of a cool story. So another uh, part of the Halloween party that I really like, and I don't know if they're going to continue doing it, um, but the Hallow Wishes, because I think they did away with it, um, the soundtrack, and there's a part where Oogie Boogie comes on, and he says, like, well, 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 what have we here? A trick-or-treater, huh? Oh, I'm really scared. Okay. So the guy who does that voice is Ken Page. And at the theater where I worked, we invited him to come and do a performance for us uh, for our gala. And when I met him, I decided I was going to get an Oogie Boogie doll, which I have. And I had him sign it, which is very cool. Whoa. But the fun thing, too, was I also did him to him where I was going, Mr. Ken Page, in the Hallow Wishes, you say this. Oh, a trick or treat. Oh, I'm really scared. And he just looked at me like, who is this kid <laughs> doing an impression of me to me? And it's one of my favorite memories. And every time I go to the house, well, maybe not anymore, but when I would go to the Halloween party, I would hear that part. I would sing along with it. And then I would turn to like my mom and be like, you know, I met him. I met him. He signed my Oogie, but you know, I met him, right? So that's one of my favorite Halloween moments that I, I look forward to every year. That's, that's so much fun. Memory. Matthew, did you have something there? I was going to say yeah. this year, I had seen Hallow Wishes. This year they did do a, do a new show, Disney's Not So Spooky Spectacular. Phenomenal. It was the same thing from going from Wishes to Happily Ever After and the change in technology. And the fact that they bring Jack Skellington into Magic Kingdom, um, I know how it works. And it's very easy to like, to, if you really pay attention, how, know how it works. But it truly looks like Jack Skellington is standing in front of Cinderella Castle talking to all the guests. It is so wow. well done. Yeah. How cool. Very mm. cool. 
That is extremely cool. So uh, Brett, any thoughts on uh, that or do you want to move on to your pick? I love it all. No, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, might hear I like that. that that's your refrain. You, this, you uh, might kind of hear that. You know, it's this version of wow. So, okay. Well, my next is, again, part of Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. But um, it's specifically the Hocus Pocus villain spelltacular. And and there's a special, okay, specifically, um, there was uh, a Winifred who opened the show, who I have found on Facebook. Okay, okay, this is a little bit of, um, this is a little bit of uh, uh, magic, uh, 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 breaking well, a little bit behind ruining. the scenes. Okay, yeah. She's anyway, friends but she's with great. Winifred. She's friends <laughs> with Winifred. Is um, uh, Jenica McCleary a divine impasta as Winifred? And she opened. She I think opened it in 2015, and you can watch uh, her YouTube versions from 2015 to I think to like 2017. You can watch it on YouTube. Um, I don't know why they didn't bring her back. I don't know, maybe. Well, anyway, so the year, one of the years that I went, the the first time I went to Mickey's Not So Scary, went to see it, and it was not the one I, it was, the Winifred was uh, wonderful, but is not as winny as I remembered. And so I, you know, I, I'm like going, I have to, I just have to. So I bought another ticket and went another night, and in fact, got to see um, my very favorite Winifred. So she's amazing. So, so anyway, so it's very specifically, it is the 2015 cast. So, which I guess yeah, it's not, not to, on my list. <laughs> yeah, so specifically, it's yeah, it's Jenica that is uh, that, that is very specific, and it um, it uh, is interesting now they have like kind of this annual pass basically for mickey's not so scary at least they did last year uh we'll see if they continue that when they bring back the parties hopefully in 2021 uh but yeah so it's a dedication there brett that you wanted to make sure that you came back and saw that so i like yes. that i love that show because it does incorporate so many of the other villains dr facilier has a, a great role in it and I just really enjoy that. Uh, it was cool to be able to be there and see that in person. Uh, I think that we were there the first year, I think it was 2015, right? The first year that they had it. And um, to get that excitement of being right there in front of the castle in the hub area. And we were front row uh, for, I think probably the, maybe the first show of the night or if not the second show of the night and just so electric around you to have them do what they did and to see the show is wonderful. There's a lot of times where I'll check out the POV beforehand uh, and that sometimes kind of takes a little bit away. I mean, I'm sure when I get to finally experience Rise of the Resistance, I will be like bawling uh, and be very, very over, overwhelmed. Videos won't do anything. Right. Yeah, you can watch all the videos you want. It won't change how you feel when you write it. <laughs> That's good to know. That's good to yeah. know. But maybe a show, those shows, you know, because it is more of a theatrical piece as opposed to an experience. Uh, I wanted to make sure I didn't see this first. And so it was such a good decision because it was really fun to see where the show went and how they did went about doing that. So love the Hocus Pocus villain spectacular. Vanessa, any thoughts there? Oh, I, I love it too. It just made me so, I think it was like for us, 
90s kids, you know, when they said they, they announced they were going to do that, we're like, yes, here, take more of my money. Because, you know, we, we love Hocus Pocus. Uh, Hocus Pocus. And I, I agree with Brett, actually, and Brett pointed out that the or, original Winifred was number one. I, I went back and listened, I'm like, yeah, Brett's, Brett's right. She was really good. So, like Brett says, I love it all. <laughs> well, Matthew, I think we're going to go to you for your next pick. Oh, this is getting tough now. I am going to, because we've been spending a lot of time at the Halloween party, jump to the other coast. Um, I could say Haunted Mansion Holiday, but I'm actually going to throw a wrench, uh, not a wrench, I'm going to throw a curveball, uh, which I like to do on my own podcast too, um, and jump to the other side of the park. I'm going to say this was also retired, but Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy was oh, wow. a great way to get into the Halloween spirit. It was one of the scarier experiences to do it was not quite as scary when i did it as i thought it was going to be but still pretty terrifying um so space mountain at disneyland first of all is just my favorite version of space mountain and they have for those who haven't done it the uh and you can watch a video and see you go up first you know disney worlds you go down first uh disneyland you continue to climb and climb and climb and then you go down um, but their strobe tunnel, their blue light strobe tunnel, which everybody thinks about like whooshing through on Walt Disney World is actually a little slower. And at Ghost Galaxy, they actually completely turn the lights off like they do with Walt Disney World's version for the tunnels. So you literally can't see a thing. Um, and then they have the ability because of the space that they have with around the track to put screens with projections and because it's really dark they blend in well with the background and they make it look like there is a phantom with a galaxy for an eye chasing you around space mountain and there's a little pop surprise at the end too which usually gets people to scream Um, (laughs) but and they have a unique score soundtrack just for that attraction the other thing i love about disneyland is the fact that they have an onboard soundtrack Whereas Disney World is just background music as you're riding through the attraction. So yeah, Ghost Galaxy is, um, it's so time sensitive. You have to be there during Halloween, but it's, uh, and I don't think they're doing it anymore, but it was a lot of fun. I only got to do it once, but it was great. That's wonderful. And, you know, I, what's your opinion on, have you done the complete blackout Space Mountain that they've no. done? Okay. I haven't. I, and I, I had a theory. I could do Space Mountain. My theory was, just knowing my, as I've learned, as I've gotten older, my motion sickness tolerance, my theory was if I cannot see anything, (laughs) it'll make things a lot worse. And they went, my friends went and did, and my wife went and did Ghost Galaxy together, not Ghost Galaxy, um, Deep Space Mountain together. And I said, you know what, I'm going to ride the TTA and test this theory. Um, Because the TTA through Space Mountain, TTA moves at that point one mile an hour. I got motion sick on the TTA because I couldn't see where I was (laughs) going. So I'm like, imagine me in a rocket on Space Mountain. (laughs) I wouldn't have survived like beyond. (laughs) I would have been going up the lift hill and saying to myself, this was a big mistake. Oh, no. Well, I'm impressed you didn't make that mistake. Well, I'm so impressed that that, um, Disneyland Space Mountain is something that you can handle because I can't handle that. Because we go, could you one. go around? What, what's, oh, what's, your trick? Trick? what's your trick? What's Front the row, trick? left seat. That's really weird. It's a really weird trick. 
but okay. it's because um, also I know the track by heart, which helps. Um, yeah. But the uh, the front row you can see um, it's it is hard to like they blend the track in really well there compared to Disney World. So the stars and you sit are, side by side, which is you sit side by side, side, right? But the coaster is mostly right turns. I think I've counted. There's six left turns on the entire coaster, but it's all rights. So if you sit on the left, part of the problem with sitting on the right is you're on the inside, and as it makes tight turns, you're pushed into your seat more. If you sit on the left, you're actually pushed a little bit to the side, which for me, the less positive Gs, more lateral Gs, actually helps with my motion sickness. Yeah. Really weird. That's good to know. Thank you. It's Very not, it's not, good to know. It's not guaranteed to work. It's just guaranteed to. I'll try it. <laughs> yeah. I'll try it. And the only thing that's kind of gotten me through that and it, then it was California Screen was knowing the soundtrack, so knowing when it was ending. Yes. I'm like, like <laughs> I, can, I can make it. I can make it. I can make it. I can make it. Yeah. So. <laughs> and the thing I like about Disneyland's is they have fans that blow wind in your face and wind does That's help good. with air helps too yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm glad you mentioned the thing about being in the dark because i totally forgot that that is a thing uh, my friends once blindfolded me and took me somewhere i know it sounds scary but it's not scary um, <laughs> but i did i got so sick and it was yeah. just in a i mean cars make me sick but i was really really sick and you're right it's because i couldn't see anything so that's a good pro tip for you those always of us need here. Takeaway. You always need some point of reference that always helps. Right. Like a stationary point is what helps alleviate motion sickness. Yes. So. This, this, we are learning this. while we do this. Then. <laughs> this is good. I'm so writing this down. I, uh, I know that um, I, I'm going to cheat here. Basically, I'm telling you, really? I'm trying to come up with a way to tell you I'm going to cheat. <laughs> I want to also make sure we cover some of the things that are outside of the parks that people can experience at home while they're here. Uh, and so I'm going to say in general, some Disney music. And uh, I have two that I want to mention. The first is if you can find this, and I think that you can find it online, but actually my son, uh, we gave him a record player for, uh, for Christmas last year or birthday last year. And um, we bought him a lot of the old Disney records. And one of them is the chilling, thrilling sounds of a haunted house. And it's a really, really fun record. It's a, they have one side that's all just a bunch of different um, sound effects of like screeching cats and just wind through trees. But then on the front side of it, it actually has these little stories and vignettes that go along with them. There's one where uh, you're going to Mars and when you land, I think that the Martians eat you. Um, they make like a potato chip sound and I think it's the, them eating you anyway, but it's great. It's wonderful. It's, it's kind of hokey. You know, it's made in like, I think, it, I think it's copyright in the 1950s. Um, it's just perfect. And it, it's, it's kind of fun to relive some of that uh, nostalgia because that's what I love so much about Disney too, is the uh, nostalgic pieces of it. What I will also say is my second one, my cheat one is uh, Sorcerer Radio. So there's a lot of different uh, parks type music out there the one that i happen to listen to is sorcerer radio i'm sure you can find i think deep park live is another one um, there's several out there and of course you can find park music on spotify as well what i like about sorcerer radio is that they actually have now uh, divided into a bunch of different channels and one of their channels is disney seasons and so starting to well we're recording this on october 1st uh behind the podcast but starting today and going all the way through halloween uh the seasons channel is 
all Disney Halloween music all the time. So you get to hear the ride throughs of Haunted Mansion and Grim Grinning Ghost. You get to hear Boo to You Parade. You get to hear some of the entrance music for uh, just being on Main Street. And it's kind of just fun to, while you're working at home, doing whatever you are doing right now, to just turn that on and just sort of experience the magic that way. So that is my uh, tip and also uh, my pick for this one. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good one. one. That's a really that's good, a good one. one. I thought you were gonna say um, Goofy's Monster Mash. Um, oh, I love that like, too. Yeah, and there's, I don't know if you ever pay attention, but toward the end, he goes like, boo, gosh, scared myself. Like that makes me laugh. Every year I forget that. And then I laugh hysterically. So I'm like, oh, goof, you're so funny. Awesome. Vanessa, what's your next one? Well, this is, I, I say I brought props for mine, but every year I spend so much money because I love the Halloween merch. So here's an example. Oh. I can't get enough of these. Anything that is shaped like a, oh, I lost my votive. Um, anything that's shaped like a pumpkin that also Mickey, I'm there for. And I am, I still kick myself for things I didn't buy. Like there was this, um, like, uh, candy corn backpack one year and then the, the ears match. And I just, and I always think, oh, um, like when I go to the parks, there's so much to do on a Halloween party night that I'm like, I don't want to spend too much time with merch. I'll buy it online, but not everything is online. And then usually by the time it does come online, it sells out really quickly. So if you get the chance that, that you see something you want for Halloween, I definitely would suggest just snatching it up, maybe send it back to your hotel room. Um, Cause there's just a lot of really cool stuff. I mean, I'm there like when shop Disney's like, we're sending out our merch. I'm like, ready, show me what you got this year. Cause I'm sending you my credit card number. I love it. <laughs> so that's one of my faves. Yeah. That was Anna's first, that was her uh, number one with a bullet was the merchandise for Halloween because we're the same way. You you get, uh, we have a big uh, candy dish that came out this year that's a big Mickey pumpkin and it says trick or treat on the other side mm-hmm. uh, and just some really cool stuff. And they do some of the nostalgic Halloween stuff too and their design, their design team, oh gosh, the Disney design team is just so incredible because they give you a little bit of everything. Like some of the merchandise is more like kind of that, what I would classify like hokey Halloween. Uh, but mm-hmm. then there's some nostalgic stuff and uh, it's just beautiful. It's all well done and I love it. So yeah, Shop Disney is definitely and a great hocus place. Hocus stuff is always hard to get. That sells out really quickly. And every year I have this debate with myself of, I need an orange plastic Mickey Mouse trick-or-treating bucket. And then I'm like, no, you don't. You're in your 30s. You don't go trick-or-treating. You don't need this. Yes, I do. I might go trick-or-treating at the party, but they're going to give you a bag. So you don't need it. I'm like, but I do need it. It won't fit in your suitcase. And so I do that. I go back and forth every year. I never have gotten it, but it's, My son it's has just it, a lot of so fun. So maybe uh, one year you can just like <laughs> steal it from him, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be that weird, you know, middle-aged lady that's like, child, can I have your Halloween (laughs) Not weird at all. (laughs) Okay. Um, Speaking of, yeah, the buckets or whatever, um, trick-or-treating at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And specifically, again, specifically, the treats that I received, and, you know, you can really, you can... Yes, you're paying extra money to go to a park and all this, but you can kind of get a great haul of the Halloween candies if you choose to do that. 
and yeah. So, um, but 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 the trick or treating candies that I got from Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party got me through Hurricane Matthew in 2016, because um, I was at Walt Disney World during the hurricane, as I just mentioned. And while oh, this was another thing, I think we have to do an episode on it because anyway. But um, you know, we I saw that it was coming, and I'm a, you know I'm a planner, but I did not know I knew it was hurricane season because I live there, and you know all that sort of stuff. But during that specific vacation, I did not check the hurricane schedule, you know, because they do have those. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I might have changed my mind. But you know, actually, I felt like I was at this not just the happiest place. Well, the anyway not the happiest place on earth anyway that's disneyland i i need to be very specific about that i'm the same way i know i'm like wait what is <laughs> this it's a, it's a cast member magical thing. it is yeah, the most ma- thank you very yeah. good the magical most magical place so i was so, the most magical but i also felt that i was at the safest but yeah so the candy i did get you know i got the box lunch and some of the other things um i got to tell you the box lunch story some other time but it's funny okay and uh <laughs> But other things, you know, and I kind of, kind of jokingly, well, here's, I took pictures of, you know, my little hurricane uh, survival thing. But then when it got re- like real, when you see this huge thing coming to possibly um, Walt Disney World and area, you know, I bought more uh, and all of that. So, but the candy was up there. I took a big old picture. Please insert here, insert picture of uh, my, uh, my uh, hurricane preparedness. But, uh, but the candy was good. So it did help me. So anyway, well, imagine this: a, a a bunch of Disney fans talking Halloween at Disney, and I completely lost whether or not we've done uh, four rounds. I think we've only done three, but I want to be cognizant of time. Three. So three. I we're wanted not, we to do say, one more. Yeah, yeah, we still have we do three. I, yeah, I would <laughs> say let's maybe um, kind of pseudo lightning round this last okay. uh, this last. Round. This rest round, we'll start with Matthew. And if you have more than one, and you just want to kind of shout it out and cheat, that's totally fine. Uh, okay. It's it's you fine. Read my you're, mind. It's Halloween. We're here. into tricks or treats. You, know. <laughs> you you read you read my mind. Brett took one of mine. I was I was gonna I was gonna say trick or treating last, but that's okay because I have more. Um, I'll throw in a sort of I guess an honorable mention, and that is if you want to see the scariest thing Disney has ever done. Nobody can do this in the parks anymore, but just look up on YouTube or, uh, you know, either the audio or the video. The video is dark in a lot of portions, but the extraterrestrial alien encounter. Mm. Not so suitable good. for really young kids, I will say. Oh, so um, definitely a PG-13 attraction, <laughs> but um, it's uh, just because of, uh, I guess, violence and blood. But And uh-huh. terrifyingness. Yeah, so, terrifying, scary, yeah. <laughs> it scary, was. you know. I yeah. would like the thing that comes down over your shoulders and gets you into place and yeah. the, the breathing on your Yep. So that was your it honorable was mention. Good. That was my honorable mention. And I will good. give a shameless plug. That's gonna be a surprise, no longer surprise. By the time this airs, it won't be a surprise. Halloween episode of Imagine Your Podcast this oh, year. Summoning nice. for Halloween every year. This is actually I always release them on Saturdays. Halloween is a Saturday this year, so I had to make it big. So Alien Encounter is the That's topic. Perfect. Oh wow! Yeah. I, I love. Um, I got. Yeah, I got chills. That's so cool. <laughs> My real answer, though, is the Haunted Mansion, um, and that could be either. And it doesn't have to be Haunted Mansion Holiday, but it's just the Haunted Mansion. Um, 
I think that's another example. I started with Tower of Terror. That's another example of you can see do this any time of year and get into the Halloween spirit, but especially on Halloween. And I don't think you have to be there to get into the spirit. You can absolutely listen to Grim Grinning Ghosts or if you have the Haunted Mansion full ride soundtrack, I think they even have it on Spotify. Cue that up. Um, you know, I, I normally don't like reciting the pre-show when I'm actually there, but at home, I think it is a lot better to do it at home, um, when no one's around you. So, uh, you can, you know, recite the lines, uh, get into the spirit. So Haunted Mansion on video or on the soundtrack or in person is, I think, the ultimate Halloween spirit at Disney. Oh, it's so perfect. It's such a perfect attraction. And um, we took my son when he was about three years old, and we were kind of worried then uh, if he would enjoy it. We had a trip planned in April, and he's been watching like the POV since we got back. And he's like, I want to go. Why didn't I go? You know, so that's one of those attractions that we're just going to run to uh, once we get to go back into the park. And I just can't wait. It's, it's just such an incredible attraction. Classic. Um, it's so classic. And your, I truly, I think you said it was episode 54. Your yes. episode on the Haunted Mansion is a must listen this Halloween Thank season. Thank you. For sure. Thank you. Uh, it, is, it is really, really well done. Uh, and so Brett and Vanessa, I don't, because I cheated last round, I don't want to steal some of yours. I have a bunch here left that I can come up with. So uh, Vanessa, you want to go next? Okay. I'm going to throw out a couple quick ones. Um, costumes on the kids, on the adults, anyone who comes in dressed up, that is just oh the gosh. coolest thing. What better place is there <laughs> yeah, to go, to go cost in costumes than at Magic Kingdom? It's so fun. And seeing the costumes on the characters, specifically Eeyore in that sad clown outfit, I die every time I say it. He's so funny um, and so sad also. <laughs> and then one other quick one I don't think you might have is, I, I believe it's right at the 7 o'clock. Matthew, you probably know. Um, right at the seven o'clock hour when the music changes for the Halloween party and it's very ominous and you almost have to like be prepared that you're outside by a speaker because it's so easy to be in a ride and miss it but it's so worth it to hear the the clock it's like a like a chime and then there's this very dark ominous voice and it's it's really cool so try to catch that if you get to go to a Halloween party I think it's right at seven I don't know the time, but that sounds yeah, not right. It is. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I, I go to Main Street specifically for that, <laughs> and and then the snow went at the Christmas one. But we're not. Yeah, that's, that's a good one too. That's another one. I had Halloween costumes down, Vanessa, but me even thinking outside of the park, like just seeing kids trick or treating in the Halloween costumes, it's so great to yeah. see like the latest uh, Disney characters and then the old standbys. You've got Woody and Buzz everywhere uh, yeah. every single year. It's always just fun. And wasn't it last year they had the new Forky costume? I'm like, this is yeah. a little terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> terrifying Forky costume, yes. Yeah, a scary. <laughs> Brett, what were oh, your, uh, what's your final? Okay, well, um, Halloween is not my favorite holiday, um, but, and it's a long month because there's 31 whole days. <laughs> so, um, thank goodness for free form. Um, what used to be Disney, whatever it used to be, but there's 31 okay. nights of, of, of Halloween on free form. And normally I like the food channel and, but then they have like the really, really scary sort of stuff there. And I watch some of it, but some of it is just too much for me. So I, so I watch my Halloween town, all four, 
four for movies and then twitches both of those and all of those and now we can watch them on disney plus which i'm going to do this month when i'm not on 39 31 nights of halloween on freeform and of course you know it's all a bunch of hope it's just a bunch of i see i have to say that wrong it's just a bunch of hocus pocus you know so we get to watch that for 13 or 14 i think it's 13 because i miscounted the other day 13, which is a very clever number. Anyway, so yeah, so I watch the movies because then I can get Disney and I can get through the month and then November 1st comes and I'm happy. You picked like 12 movies there, first <laughs> of all, and I had a bunch of those on my list. Uh, but also, I think maybe I heard you wrong. Did you say the Food Network scares you? Did you and Halloween, you? yes. It does. <laughs> okay, it's too yeah. much. You know, I mean, that stuff is, I mean, like, I, I like to watch them. Carbon Are you talking about like the pumpkin carving contest and stuff the like pumpkin that? Is, you know, but, but they do this. <laughs> I mean, the, it send me over the edge. I, that's why on November 1st, I'm like going, bring in the holiday turkey and cook me something that has holly on it. You know? <laughs> All right. Like, I just wanted to clarify that the Food Network scares you. Okay. It does. <laughs> During this month. That's why I right. thank you, Disney, for all of my Disney Halloween fun. Well, I, uh, I, you know, actually, Brett, because you ran through so many of those, um, my list really? is almost exhausted, except for uh, The Adventure of Ichabod Crane, uh, which is also available on Disney+. Plus. It also has uh, Mr. Toads uh, on it. Uh, but it, you know, that's, again, that classic Disney. You can also find The Skeleton Dance. That's another one. There was this special that Disney ran when I was a kid. Uh, so this was probably back in like the early 90s where they kind of took clips of all of their Halloween properties and put them into like an hour long special for the Disney channel. And I wish that they would put that on Disney plus because that to me is exactly Halloween. It's, I found it on YouTube last year. Um, so if we find it again, uh, we'll link it in the comment uh, when we post this video, but uh, it, it's just great. It's, it's cool because it's all the different properties that you want to see. And they even have like a, a ride through of Haunted Mansion at the time. And it's just so, so great. But thank you all so much. This was so much fun to get to talk to you and to just get in the Halloween spirit. Because again, there's no better time to be a Disney fan than right now. And so uh, before we leave, Matthew, just want to say thank you again. And thank you for so much content. Because as I'm doing these laps around the neighborhood, I'm listening to your show and to your uh, experiences and your guests that you bring on. I cannot uh, tell you, all of our audience enough to go listen to Imagineer Podcast. You will not regret it. It's such a a great, uh, great show, great production value. And you should be really proud of that, Matthew. It's, it's wonderful. Thank you. Well, now that you've hyped it up so much, they're going to go and listen and be like, it's okay. It's, no, no, no. <laughs> it's, I doubt they'll be it's I glad that they popped by. I doubt it. Can you uh, go ahead and plug uh, where, where they can find it? Yeah. Um, imagine your podcasts everywhere on all podcast apps. The easiest way to get to all of it is imagineerpodcast.com. Um, I have all the social media links there, but you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, even LinkedIn. Um, I'm, I'm literally all over the place, but biggest places I'd say are besides the podcast, Instagram and Facebook. Those are the two that, and Twitter. Um, those are the places that I am definitely the most active. So, um, but yeah, imagine your is probably the easiest way to find all those links to everything. 
That's wonderful. And of course, thank you so much for listening to us. And if you're new to the podcast, or maybe uh, if you listen to Matthew's podcast, thanks for checking us out and uh, definitely hit that subscribe button for us. And you can always find us on our social media, Beyond the Mouse Podcast, also Beyond the Mouse Pod on Instagram. We are part of the Front Row Network. You can find us on nprillinois.org, as well as uh, you can search the Front Row Network on any social media that you want to find. This is all part of monster cast for the front row network we just looked at the schedule i believe we are posting in the next month 29 episodes as a network so you can find those at all of our different places from the classics to uh, flashbacks to uh, some of these full disclosures and even some interviews uh, we're doing our Ween again where we go and watch all the hulu uh, halloween episodes and movies and we're going to be able to review those for you too so just go ahead and search for the front row network especially during this month of monster cast and this month of halloween unless you are too scared to do that brett and i understand <laughs> if that is the case uh, well, but any final thoughts vanessa i'm just saying i'm i'm too scared as well so i'll be sticking with the the lighter spooky stuff you know and and that haunted mansion episode i can't wait to listen to that matthew yes hope you enjoy it it's a good one I only know that because people tell me it is. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Brett, any final thoughts from you? Um, I'm ready to watch all of these wonderful shows, experience the memories that we've had in the parks and other places, and uh, looking forward to November 1st. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, we're excited uh, for our next week's episode, which will be our villains draft. So excited for that. And we can come up with some different teams and hopefully Vanessa doesn't win this time. Uh, but we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. And then also, as I mentioned earlier, on October 30th, because we post on a Friday, Matthew, uh, this is perfect time. And they can listen to us on Friday and listen and to you on Saturday. Saturday. There you go. Uh, well, but yes. We will have our interview with DJ McHale, the writer-director of the Tower of Terror film, and also uh, of Are You Afraid of the Dark as well. We are so excited for that. Matthew, any final thoughts to lead us out? Thank you for having me on the show. Um, definitely, if you're watching this from Imagine Your Podcast, check these guys out too, because they know what they're talking about, and they're awesome. So thank you all for Aww. having me on the show. Well, thank, <laughs> thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. I'm Brett. And I'm Matthew. And we will see you real soon in the front row. Maybe watching some Halloween Ooh, and maybe it's that time uh, of year. listening to some music. Watch Ooh. those point of view videos. This is not the Food Network. Food. <laughs> food Network's way Halloween. too terrifying. <laughs> Let's get some pumpkins and carve really scary things and leave them outside of Brett's oh house. How fun will that be? See, I, I, I do these things and then the I... Food I, Network, I, are you kidding me? No, I, the spooky whoopie pie. <laughs> <laughs> the spooky whoopie pie. <laughs>